Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings. Hey, welcome to a joint venture episode. That's right. This is the Extreme Ag Cutting the Curve podcast. Also double teaming with the Do Business Better podcast. That's right. That is my podcast, which is geared to small biz, aspiring entrepreneurs, self-employed and small business owners. So we're doing a joint venture because this is a business topic that we're going to combine with my man, Kelly Garrett, who is the owner and operator of Garrett Land and Cattle Company in Western Iowa. We're going to be talking about business and success traits. And that is why this is such a great episode because it's all about the person and the personality behind the business. And we're going to be sharing this, as I said, with my other podcast, with which is geared to small business and uh, business owners and entrepreneurs. So with that in mind, this joint venture, the first joint venture you've been a part of, Kelly Garrett, here with Extreme Ag. Real quickly, what's Extreme Ag to my listeners? Extreme Ag is a group of six high-yield farmers from across the United States that came together and formed this website to help farmers improve their ROI. Basically, we can lessen their learning curve. Okay, and that's what we uh, seek to do on the Do Business Better podcast. As I always say, I bring on guests that have been there and done that, uh, people that run their own business, that have made the mistakes, that have been through the trials and the tribulations, and have also uh, you know enjoyed the success. And it's about idea sharing and about practices. So what we're doing today is we're talking about the person, the personality. In my book, Do Business Better, I map out what I say are the four traits of entrepreneurial success. If you are going to be self-employed, if you're going to work in the gig economy successfully, or if you're going to have a company with 10, 20, 200 employees, I believe you have to have the moxie. I believe you have to have the, the character traits. And I say that the character traits of success are risk tolerance, drive, resilience, and vision. Is there anything I'm missing when I name those four traits? Communication. Oh, that's a good one. All right. So we're going to cover all five of those. Let's start with the one that you named. Then we're going to go back to my four. Communication is the one I did not name. Tell me about communication. By the way, we should note, you do have employees. I have about 24, 25 employees. Okay. So this is, this is uh, yes, this is an operation with a lot of moving parts. Right. And go ahead and real quickly tell them what you have going on here at Garrett Land and Cattle. We farm about 7,000 acres in Western Iowa. Uh, we have a 450 cow calf herd and we have a trucking company that, you know, we have about 30 trucks on the road. Okay. So you've got some things going on. Communication. Talk to me. Communication, you know, the, people talk about where everybody's on their phone today. Well, my phone is my most important tool on the whole farm because I can communicate with my employees, be it like this time of year, they're in a sprayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're just got done combining wheat. I've got trucks hauling distiller's grain to the port. I've got trucks hauling plant food and soap for feed energy. You need to communicate with them to make it seamless. Also, beyond that, you've got a lot of vendors. Just since I've been here, you've got people stomping in. You buy stuff off of. Uh, Pretty important to communicate with them. Absolutely. You know, they were there to here today to settle up on the new grain cart. Well, more than that, I think that I've found that a lot of uh, my 
my transactions, which go smoothly, are because there was a very good and clear line of communication. So I gotta, I gotta admit, you're pretty, you're pretty smart about pulling that out. Is it really a trait, though? I think it's a trait because it's kind of a God-given talent. You know, I feel that my biggest strength is as a communicator. I've got three sons, and my youngest son communicates at a very high level. Now, as far as getting grades, academic grades in school. He got the worst grades of the three, but he communicates at such a high level. He can bullshit his way through it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just bullshitting. Communication <laughs> and bullshit are probably two different things. So I think you might be right there. You know, people say, oh, Damon, you've got the gift of gab. Oh, you're a great speaker. I'm like, well, yeah, there is something to that, but also some of that can be learned. Um, a person's a poor communicator. What sort of things do you see? Because I can name some, but you're the, you're the star here. What sort of things do you see? How does it hurt their business? Well, they just, they don't want to reach out to others. You know, they can just kind of be shy and they are uncomfortable with new people. They're uncomfortable approaching someone and they're just quiet and they don't share everything that they can do or they don't ask, they don't ask what another can do. And it just, things fall through the cracks. I think that employing people is one of the hardest things for somebody like me to do. I've got the uh, curse of the self-employed, if you will. And communication, I'm pretty good about saying this, this, and this. But what I always forget is that they need told what to do. Okay, (laughs) after you do this, then this, then this. I always assume that they're going to see the end result. But I'm probably too optimistic. I have some employees that have been with me for a long time. You give them the big picture. They know everything that needs to be done. I don't need to hold their hand. I tell them I don't want to hold their hand. I don't want to micromanage. Take care of it. I have other employees that haven't been around as long. They don't want to put quite the commitment into things that some of the longer term ones have. And, you know, that might be a trucker. And he's going to make his load for the day and he's going to go home. All right. So uh, that's an employee-based thing. Let's talk about how you communicate. Do you communicate differently with the person uh, that has been there that you just, I assume there's some of these people you can just say, hey, that needs done. And that's all you have to say? That's absolutely correct. And then the other ones? The other ones you have to say, go haul this load, you know, and you, you give them a list of things and they need to be told what to do. Do you have people under you that help then communicate? Because 25 people, you got a lot going on. You've got a bunch of different irons in the fire, different business ventures, things like Extreme Ag, you, you know, the trucking company, the cattle, uh, another new venture you're starting here and there um, with some product distribution. Um, you can't be the person that does all the directing. I have a group of six or seven employees and I call them SEAL Team Six uh-huh. because they can accomplish whatever we need to accomplish. And they will help me communicate to the employees that would be below them. And so I don't have to handle every little thing. What about um, my four character traits that I started out with? You agree with that? Do you need those four? Do you need uh, you know risk tolerance, drive, resilience, vision? Um, you added a fifth. I appreciate that. Let's talk about those four. Which one's the most important? To be self-employed and to have an operation the size that we do, I'm looking at the list there. I would say vision and resilience are the top two. All right. Vision. Since you said that, um, why is that important? So the person listening to this, they are a business person. They own their own operations, specifically on the extreme ag. They own their own farming and business operations. Some of my uh, suburban friends are always marveling when they talk to me when I say, I know you got a million dollar home over there. Do you realize I have friends that live down the road here that have that much of capital at play every day (laughs) on these farming operations? Um, 
So, you know, what uh, what you're looking at is how you can deploy that capital and create something. And that is vision. Tell me about your thoughts on vision. So the reason I kind of tied vision and resilience together is because like if using KSX transportation as an example, when I started that and the value I could see in the plant food, it was a lot of work at first because it was a new product. It was strange. People didn't know if they wanted to use it. We're going forward. I was doing all the dispatching of the trucks myself. I, my one friend, he said, you're going to kill yourself working this many hours. And I said, well, it's busy right now, but I have a vision to where I can see that it will get yeah. to. And I had to have the resilience to stick with it to fulfill that vision. Yeah, I'd say that's an accurate thing that uh, the, the entrepreneurial mind you know, all of us can work. If you've got your own business, you could probably work 20 hour days. You just could. There's always some work you could oh, be doing. We never run out of something to do. Yeah. So that's fine. But you also know you're going to have a heart attack and die if you do that. The The vision part of it is always, okay, this day I do have to put in a huge day, but I know that a month from now, I won't have to. I think that there's the vision for that. If I just do this now, it'll be flowing smoothly, and then I can be a bit more uh, relaxed on this thing. Again, when we started KSX, I was very much in control. I had my finger on the pulse, and now I have two employees, two minority partners in that business, Mike and Joslyn, and they handle it. And I would say from a KSX perspective, my life is pretty easy. I don't have to do all the day-to-day -day stuff because they take care of it. But I had to get it set up. I had to mold it in the image, in the vision I saw, and then turn it over to them. So you've used the trucking company as an example of vision, that you saw uh, an opportunity, you saw a lot of demand, you saw unfulfilled demand you saw a company that you could build that would be a thriving business because of that is there any other example where where you saw something where others didn't extreme ag and bringing the products here to western iowa that have been underutilized the you know and that's why we started integrated egg i saw an opportunity here to bring these crop health plant health foliar fertilizers pgrs things like that a lot of people here didn't know they don't know what those products are. A year ago, I didn't know what those products were. And I. this is a niche market that we can help fulfill and expand on. Um, resilience was the one that you recognize as the second one. I believe that that is the most important. But like everybody, I think the one thing that of the four probably identifies me is the one I think is most important. You know, it tends to be, oh, if, yeah. if you're, you were a baseball player, what's more important, hitting, uh, speed, or a great defense with your mitt? Whatever thing you were best at is the one that you think is most important, right? You would say. We always think that what comes easy to us is the most important because it's what we enjoy doing. Yeah, right. So which one was yours, by the way? Drive. Uh, <laughs> I'm not on your baseball, but okay. Um, resilience for me. Uh, you know, my wife said something very complimentary. She said, uh, after we go through all this COVID stuff, she says, Damien, you know what? They'll knock you down, but they'll never knock you out. And she's, she's like Marvel. She's like, you know, when I met you, you were two years into a comedy career and I couldn't believe how you built it. And then when that went to shit and you had to rebuild the next thing and then reinvent the next thing, she's like, they'll never knock you out. Will they? I said, no, I'd, that's where I'm going to go. I'm resilient as me. I can keep getting up off that mat. Until you absolutely kill me, I'm going to keep getting off that mat. So I think it's resilience because I think that there's so many changes in business and the marketplace and the customer base. 
and and what is coming at you from a regulatory standpoint or a government standpoint or what's now allowed, not allowed, all that stuff. That's where I say it's resilience. Your thoughts on being resilient? Well, you, you talked about uh, regulatory from the government. Whether we have a Republican or a Democrat in the in the president in the in the White House, pardon me. There's going to be opportunities uh, depending on how that political landscape shapes. And you just have to have the resilience to see those opportunities and don't get so caught up in if we're going left or we're going right. Mm -hmm. Opportunities will present themselves. Have Mm -hmm. the resilience, the patience and the vision to go take care of that. Don't don't worry about all the other noise. All right. You just said patience. Is that a trait that should be a trait of success? I think patience and resilience are very close. Um, I'm not sure I put the two in the same category because I'm very resilient, but I am the most impatient human you'll probably ever meet. In fact, uh, I'm I'm annoyed right now just because. Uh, So I'm very extremely impatient. Uh, Drive. You you mentioned it. That's your thing. Um, But we all know everybody can work hard. I think drive is a big one, but also it's not just work hard, it's work smart. Your thoughts on drive, working hard, working smart. You know, my dad has said before that when he was in his 20s and 30s, if you just worked hard, you were going to be successful farming. But the margins are slimmer now, and we can't just work hard. We have to work smart. We have to be progressive, and we have to be innovative to be successful and expand. So I would agree 100%. My brother, the, the farmer who's no longer with us, uh, when people would pop off about me, uh, you know, farm guys, well, you aren't like a farmer. You don't work. And he would actually defend me. He's like, you know, work is work. Uh, the, guy, the guy gets on airplanes 200 days a year and created his own business. Work is work. Um, you know, yeah, I, I've I've shoveled shit. Uh, trust me, I can do that. I can sling bales of hay around, not as many as I used to. But work is work. And I think it's important in any enterprise. You know, let's say you run a landscaping business. Some days the more profitable work you do is at your desk putting together bids versus being on the end of a shovel. Some days in farming, the more important work you do is at that desk um, looking at your inputs and understanding your input costs. You know, your, your thoughts on different types of work. A person that lacks vision will be one that thinks that work is something that is shoveling shit, is physical work. And that is also important. But they think that is more important than the work at the desk. And when you get paid for what you know instead of what you do, mm-hmm. you're successful. Yeah. And it's a, if, if you're highly successful, you can do both. Yeah, I think there's the, the, that's something that my blue-collar background, I get it. I want to do the physical labor. I enjoy doing physical labor, actually. But I've learned in the last 15, 20 years, first off, I can't do it as uh, aggressively as probably I did as a younger man, but also it's not where the return on investment is. Um, You know, it's much smarter. You know, my wife said that years ago, she came out and we had our little beef operation. She says, what do you do? I said, cleaning out pins. She says, you have a conference call with a paying client that that client will pay you more just this month than this beef operation will make us this year. (laughs) So which, where is it smarter to be? Cleaning the steer pins or being at your desk? I think the highly successful person does both. Yeah, right. So get get one done and say, I got to get in there. Uh, risk tolerance. You didn't even bring it up. It's one of my, I think it's the lead off in my book. I said, it's the most important thing. I, I, I led off. I said, if you, if you can't sleep at night, not knowing whether you're going to have a paycheck in three months for sure, you probably better stick with a normal job, better stick with a government job in terms of that. 
So you said resilience was your number one because that's what you're best at. I would tell you you've never met anybody with more gamble. So that's probably what I'm best at. So I didn't bring it up because I don't know exactly what to say because it comes easy to me. So you could have a million dollars on the line and it's not going to it's not going to get in your head. Not anymore. So what about the person that's starting out? What do they need to know if they are, uh, if they're always the kind of person that's risk averse, um, what can they do to minimize that? Cause I, I think that if you're going to be in business by yourself, you better have, uh, you better have a stomach for it because otherwise you're going to end up with a, an ulcer and you're going to have high blood pressure and you're going to just be a disaster. Uh, you're going to limit your success if you never want to take a risk. And what I have found is when I would deep dive into a subject and look at it, and then I'd be like, really, what risk are we taking here? And everybody, I shouldn't say things like everybody, because that's not correct. But so often I will see people, if they try something new on their farm, it's either, it's a black and white situation. It's either a hundred or nothing. We're going to invest $10,000 into this trial and we're going to see what happens and they either think well it's either successful or it's not it's never a best case scenario and it's never a worst case scenario and again you shouldn't use words like never yeah but the the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle so are you really risking that million dollars are you really risking that ten thousand you're not most of the times you're not and just quit thinking of it in terms of absolutes yeah and then the risk tolerance goes down yeah yeah you're meaning that uh it's Generally unlikely if you put $100,000 into something that you're going to lose the entire $100,000, it sometimes might be, okay, it didn't quite pan out. I came out of it just a little less than break even. Is that what you're thinking? Exactly. You invest $100,000 into something and you're hoping to turn it into 200000 but it doesn't go as planned, but you didn't lose it all. You lost $10,000. You've still got ninety. So stop thinking in absolutes. All right. We're talking about, uh, if you've somehow forgotten, this is Kelly Garrett, one of the founders of Extreme Ag, extremeag.farm. If you're an agricultural person, check it out. I'm now creating content for them, helping them roll out their own podcast and video uh, and other content that is going to be great for progressive, forward-thinking farm operators that want to learn from others that have been there and done that, like Kelly and his other five founding members. Uh, Also, we're doing this as a joint venture with my own Do Business Better podcast. And if you're an entrepreneur, you can learn a lot from other entrepreneurs, be they farmers or landscapers or dry cleaner owners or anywhere in between. Talked about the four traits of success. You added a fifth, communication. I like it. Now, give me a trait that is something that is within you, just like you say you got the risk tolerance. And I say I got the resilience. You're, I, I'm, the youngest of, I'm the youngest of nine kids. I, I got no problem standing toe-to-toe with you. I, I'm, I'm resilient. But... I also have to manage my negative traits. Do you have any negative traits? My temper. You and I both have the same negative trait that we have to rein in. It's, it can be sometimes not our friend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because I think that sometimes drive and, and, and your, 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 personality makeup also goes hand in hand with being hot headed. Now there's others that try and tell me, Oh, you don't have to be hot headed to be uh, successful. I said, I never said that. I just tell you that it's all part of my same mix up. That's right. You know, in the trucking industry, sometimes it feels that a truck pulls into a plant and those people there have a superiority complex and they just think they can make you wait as long as you want to wait and they will not reciprocate the respect and communication Mm -hmm. that they want you to give. Mm -hmm. And I will tell people 
the guy on this end of the phone is not that guy. And I tell my employees, I will run through a brick wall for you, and I need you to run through one for me. And by and large, they do. So if we're at a plant and one of my truckers is being disrespected, pushed around, made to wait, I will be on the phone, and it will be very clear what the expectations are. That's not bad. That's not quite. Uh, that's not quite as hot tempered as maybe uh, things could be. So that's the, na- the the trait you have to manage is that. Uh, any other ones? I can become impatient. You know, impatience and hot tempered. I, I got that. My other one is um, I can go negative, um, and uh, with some seasonal depression, you, you give me a great cloudy, cold uh, spell for a month, uh, and then a few bad things happen because everybody is in business. They, you know, you'll have good days and you'll have bad days. Give me a couple of bad business days on top of a month of cold and gray. I can get pretty dark, and uh, that's 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 where then you realize. It's time to go to the tanning bed. And people laugh at him. I'm like, Lori's like, no, Damien needs to go to the tanning bed until we can get to Arizona. He needs to go in there and lay in there every day for a couple of uh, weeks because he's he's in a bad way. Um, you need some vitamin D. Yes, yes. well, <laughs> chocolate milk every day, vitamin D. You have anything else you got to manage? I would say that as we grow and expand and I get older and I don't do all the day-to-day stuff, you know, because my sons are there or Richie's there or something like that, there will be times that I want to get in a rush and I don't want to check all the boxes. I don't want to do all the details. So I have to make myself slow down, not go 100 miles an hour. I've got to make myself slow down and check all the boxes, do all the due diligence and not not skip something. But managing others for their character traits, it seems to be a, a hard thing for me to do because we tend to not only understand our own strengths, we also sometimes um, don't do a good job of recognizing in others like, okay, you know, I've been with my wife 25 years and then I've gotten a lot better about managing around what her character traits are versus my character traits. And it wasn't that way 25 years ago. <laughs> I would say I try to put my employees in a position to succeed. And I always say that my number one goal in life is to have fun and I want them to have fun at work. It's still a job, but if you're doing something you enjoy, it's really not like work Mm -hmm. and the day passes faster. And I really want to put them at a job or at a task that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't enjoy turning wrenches, there's no reason to come in the shop and work on a truck. And if you don't enjoy running the combine, let's have you do something else. And because the day goes faster, you are happier. And that is my philosophy on that is I want them to be happy and I want them to put them in a job that they enjoy. So was that a learning thing? Because at first you probably thought, you know what, this is what I hired you to do. Go do it. And then it dawns on you that wasn't the right way to go about this. That's exactly right. And it just, it goes back to the old adage, you catch a lot more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Closing thoughts on character traits, managing your own, maximizing your own and managing others. What do you got for me? I try not to be emotional. I try to make logical, reasonable decisions because then I can go to my employees in a logical, reasonable manner and you'll get a lot farther. Is that a character trait, remaining unemotional? I try to make it one, but I have to work at it. (laughs) His name's Kelly Garrett. My name's Damian Mason. You've been listening to a joint episode between Extreme Ag and Do Business Better. You know what? If you want to improve your business game, check out my book, Do Business Better, or you can even check out my podcast, Do Business Better. You can go to DamianMason.com and find that. You can go to the Damian Mason channel on YouTube and uh, just subscribe to the Damian Mason channel and find that also. Likewise, you go to ExtremeAg.farm and see all this wonderful, and it's going to be soon to be curated 
curated content uh, that we're putting together to help you on your farming enterprise. Remember, it's an agricultural business that you run. It might be a farm and it might be a lifestyle, but it is, after all, at the end of the day, a business. That's right. Till next time, he's Kelly Garrett. I'm David Mason. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.